Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sari. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. I, I honestly cannot believe that it is episode number 40 right Crazy. now. Crazy. Uh, it seems like, honestly, just yesterday that we were uh, amidst this weird pandemic and deciding, you know, hey, Let's build a podcast. I mean, we were literally building acoustic sound panels in my garage yeah. <laughs> and just sort of dreaming of the idea that we could uh, maybe put something together. Remember? I Yeah. I mean, it seems like not that long ago and now we're in episode 40. Yeah. So. And, and and hey, we've been we've been trying to, to chug along every single week as we go. So uh, it's been awesome. Um, we really hope that you all are enjoying this as well as much as we are because we're sitting here having brews, you know, talking banter back and forth and just being our normal selves. And we've just sort of invited you into our lives as well. And, uh, the, the history aspect, we hope you're learning something along the way, you know, for Um, sure. I mean, not everyone's going to love the history, but you know, we got the music, we got like comedy, you know, we got interviews. So we really hope you enjoy this podcast. We go into an all inclusive Wisconsin podcast. There is, there's something for everyone. Right. I like to think. Um, as always, uh, please like, rate, review, subscribe, share, comment, do all the things. Uh, uh, we we honestly we enjoy hearing from you. Any of the comments that we end up uh, reading are, are um, helpful in, in in their own way. Whether that be uh, a little bit of criticism, saying hey, you know, make sure to say an Italian name right, or yeah, for sure. you know, uh, uh, <laughs> all the way to hey, we really love it. Keep doing it. That was know? a total flop. Our probably our biggest flop. Hey, honestly. that's fine. It's cool you though. Know? I mean, it happens. You, uh, know? you know. We got a one star probably from someone from Illinois. I'm mean, not going to lie uh, to you. Hey, uh, Apple we can blame it on them for sure. All right. So uh, really, this is just a, an additional way that you can help us when you when you like, rate, and you subscribe and stuff. Just it, it really helps us uh, as we're a small independent podcast. We're trying to keep everything afloat ourselves. And uh, also remember to go check out our uh, T Public. Uh, simply search Wisconsin Drunken History. Uh, once you're in uh, at tpublic.com, you'll find. A, a whole slew of products with our logo on them uh, and masks even, you know, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, those are still relevant right I'm, now. I'm kind of getting sick of them, but yeah, I mean, if you <laughs> yeah. want one, snag one. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, they, they definitely, uh, they have sales, you know, uh, randomly throughout months and, and Russ and I try to stay on top of posting those. So that way you guys can take, uh, take advantage of all the best pricing as well. So uh, we have some really neat stuff uh, coming up. Uh, in, in different episodes and in, in future, uh, hopefully this summer that we're able to actually unveil. Finally, we've, you know, we, we've been working on stuff behind the scenes and yeah. getting prepared. And now it's just a matter of, uh, will, uh, will the environment around us, uh, you know, help us. So today we have a special episode for you about Valentine Blatz. Is that right? Yeah, that's the Swedish pronunciation. It's Valentine or Valentine. Okay. Swedish German is probably Valentine. So. Yeah. 
So it's uh, the Blatt's Beer, the Blatt's Brewery, like uh, just a, an absolute Milwaukee staple. Uh, right. I mean, obviously, there's a bunch of different <laughs> Milwaukee beers that are staples. Yeah. Uh, but this is just another one of them that has a, a great history and a cool story. So uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from the Golden Grenades. We have another brew review. We have infamous how many locos you at and a special interview with Low Daily Brewery. And uh, so without any further ado, let's just go ahead and rock the uh, rock the history here. Yeah, so today we're talking about Valentine Blatt's and uh, Milwaukee's finest beer as it was uh, labeled. <clears throat> Valentine Blatt's was born in Miltonburg, Bavaria on October 1st of 1826. While living there as a child, he worked for his father's brewery and learned the trade. In August of 1848, he decided he would move to America where he would eventually land in the Milwaukee area in 1849. He worked as a foreman in a local brewery and decided he wanted to start his own. Due to him knowing the brewing trade and all the knowledge, immediately he opened the Blast Brewery in 1850, right next to the Johann Braun Brewery. The Braun Brewery, man. It's yeah, it's, it's like a legendary site in Milwaukee. Ryan Braun Brewery? <laughs> yeah, yeah, home, home run in it, yeah. maybe. Upon uh, Braun's death in 1852, he also acquired that brewery as well. That year, he produced 350 barrels of lager that was distributed locally only due to the short lifespan of beer at the time period. And uh, a little a little side note on that, um, you know, there's before like the pasteurization of beer and stuff. So uh, the yeast and the bread would actually start to spoil and mold. And I know like with homebrew, it's kind of the same thing. I don't really have a way to pasteurize. So it's yeah. like I have to drink it home locally and keep it refrigerated. So. And, and what would you say like for our homebrew stuff, what is the life, the shelf life of something like that? Well, you know, you, you figure you got about four weeks of fermentation. Um, you're going to kind of want to let it sit and clear up a little bit and get that gunk out of there. And then once you get it in the refrigerator, you probably got a good couple months on it. I okay. Mean, I mean, not that it lasts that long in my household, but... Well, right. Yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> and we, you know, we, when you're doing a half barrel, that's a lot of beer, man. It's like 15 gallons of beer. So right, you right. definitely, that definitely get a lot of beer out of that. So that just puts in perspective, you know, what, what kind of shelf life we were talking about even back then. Yeah, exactly. So in the... So they continued striving in the Milwaukee area, producing about 16,000 barrels in 1868, which is a pretty large jump from 350. I'm just going to throw I, it I mean, I there. could probably drink it. Uh, yeah, you know what? Just lay, lay next to the barrel and uh, just go right into the old mouth, mouth key. Just give me a straw. <laughs> a massive increase in production with the slogan stating Milwaukee's finest beer, as mentioned before. Blass also became well-known as he had become a prominent person promoting the railroad systems being put in at the time, which are like the Sioux Lines and, you know, what would today be like the Union Pacific and sure. what runs on Amtrak today. He was also a large person in the real estate operations, president of the Second Ward Savings Bank from 1866 to 1894. He was alderman for Milwaukee from 1872 to 1873. And lastly, he was a member of the commission to organize the Industrial Expedition of 1880. I mean, quite the guy, and he had his hands in a lot of Milwaukee's early development, which is pretty cool for a brewery owner, you know? Yeah, I mean, it just it, it also helps you to to recognize that uh, it's not just about him producing beer, and he he did a lot more for the city than than just uh, got us drunk, getting us messed up, and yeah, twisted, getting us so. hammered. <laughs> Here are some of the most notable events that occurred within the life of the Blatt's Brewery. 
1872, a fire occurred which destroyed most of the original brewery. However, it was not a total loss due to the changing brewing technologies and this, you know, probably having some insurance, this allowed him to have a more state-of-the-art facility and get newer equipment because times are changing. I mean, you know, back then it was probably like open vat, you know, like right. old school technology where today they have like the pressurized tanks that you see like at Miller mm-hmm. and stuff like that, the copper pressurized tanks. Right. He was able to put in the first Milwaukee brewery to have a bottling department, which also allowed blasts to be able to ship nationwide as the bottles allowed beer not to spoil as quickly because you're encapsulating that carbonation in the yeast. So yeah. they're not going to spoil as bad. And plus the brown bottles obviously don't lie, say, allow a lot of light penetration through them. So Yeah, that's why the, the bottles that are brown do, uh, I guess they fight off that skunkiness more than some of the other ones uh, that are are able to uh, penetrate light. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a Heineken, you're going to get light penetration, so you get that skunk flavor a little bit. If you ever drink one of those, or a blue bottle, St. Pauli's, or a, yeah. a green bottle, allows well, light. Even uh, uh, the the ones that are in the clear bottle. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You get way more light penetration on those. Yeah. So you get that skunk flavor in the in the yeast and like just the tannins being yeah. released. So It was incorporated as the Valentin Blatt's Brewery Company in 1889, Unlike his rivals Schlitz and Pabst, they did not participate in the Tidehouse system. In 1891, the business was partially sold off to an English syndicate to acquire more capital to run smoothly. Initially, they wanted to buy it all outright, but Valentine wanted to run the business his way. Valentine ran the company all the way up until his death in 1894, where his son Albert had taken over the company. In 1900, the company became the third largest brewer in Milwaukee behind Pabst and Schlitz, when prohibition hit bi- the businesses like them, they did not. They found a way not to shut their doors. Blatt's made non-alcoholic beverages such as near beer or non-alcoholic malt beverages, malt syrups, which a lot of people used to make homebrew back then because right. they still wanted beer. They just I, didn't want to get arrested. So. And and we did. We talked about that on the Schlitz episode for sure. Exactly. That you know once once prohibition hit, a lot of these uh, brewers uh, in the Milwaukee area and really probably worldwide, if we think about it, they were. Uh, they were stricken with the with that immediate result of we need to pivot and do something else. A lot of them turned to that soda. We know Schlitz turned to some cheese products and yeah. things like that. And Pabst was had the Pabst cheese. Pabst, Pabst cheese, that's yep. what it was. So they also made sodas and soaps. So can you imagine cleaning up your Schlitz with a Schlitz bar? Hey. I got the Schlitz going on. I need, I a, like I need to, to clean up. I'd like to have a shower beer and a beer uh, soap in the <laughs> right. shower. You got to get the Schlitz off your butt. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> In 1933, however, they were issued the permit to resume brewing, and due to them making near beer, they were pretty much ready to go from the get-go. Yes. They didn't have to convert anything back. It was already right. ready it's to go. It's not like they ended the operation completely. They were right. still using some of those brewing They just products. don't need to boil off the alcohol and get rid of it, you know? So in 1958, the business was acquired by Pabst Brewing Company, which during this time was the nation's 10th largest brewer, and Blast was the 18th largest in the nation. This all occurred due to the company violating the Clayton Act, specifically Section 7. The sale was voided initially, causing the original Blast to shut its door in 1959. After the closure, Pabst still acquired the assets of Blatt's. I mean, what a, what a crazy thing for Blatt's and probably financially devastating to Albert and probably sad to leave his dad's legacy in shambles. I mean, I, I, I'd hate myself for a while after that, you know? Yeah. So... But Blatt's would continue to be passed around as an asset, and in 1969 was eventually sold to the G. Heilemann Brewing Company. Then was again passed to the Stroll Brewery, which we know Stroll's, so I've definitely drank some of those cheapies. Yeah. 
So it would make a full circle. And on February 8th of 1999, the beer was doing not doing well and started to fall back as not a great beer. In 2000, after the brand was basically gone, the Strohs Brewing Company sold its labels and all its brands back to the Paps Brewing Company and the Miller Brewing Company, who subcontracts Paps. And they actually brew yeah. it still in Milwaukee. It's just a subcontract. Paps is actually in California, if nobody knows yeah. that, but it's still made in Milwaukee. The beer is made in, it's a contracted through Miller. Right. So, yeah. And, and I know that that contract's going away as well, even. Exactly. And, you know, I, I think. I've had some blats like the re- the the recent release and it's actually pretty have, good. Yeah. It's actually not bad. It's it's cl- close to the original recipe. I don't think I've ever had the seventies. Obviously, I'm too young for that. But yeah, I've had some stuff when as a, as a kid growing up. <laughs> it sounds messed up, but yeah, I used to take beers from my grandpa's fridge. I was Sorry, just grandpa. say, I think it all depends on what. Uh, I mean, if you were in Wisconsin in the time, I mean, yeah, absolutely. All of us tried. Uh, beer or you know some sort of liquor at, at a young age more than likely if your parents drank there was a good a great chance of you having something i i remember one beer my dad used to buy it was called a uh, black label it just said beer on the side of it. it was a white with black text that said beer it's called black label beer you know so if, cheap and just what oh, if more products were just that straightforward yeah right beer just toothpaste <laughs> cheese yep <laughs> I mean, what what a world we would live in. It'd be then. so much easier sometimes. Yeah. So the Blatt's Brewery Complex, as well as the Valentine Blatt's Brewing Company office building, are listed on the National Registers of Historic Places. The company's office have been converted into condos, which still sport the name on the outside of the building. And the bottling facility has been converted as part of the MSOE campus. And the office portion of the the bottling facility has been converted to into the School Alumni's Partnership Center. So it's all been incorporated yeah. into Milwaukee still. That's awesome. Yeah, so the famous slogans from the label include Blatt's, Milwaukee's finest beer, as stated before, Blatt's, Milwaukee's favorite premium beer, and lastly, being sung in the words, we are from Milwaukee and we ought to know, it's good old Blatt's beer, wherever you go, kegs, cans, bottles all taste the same. The beer was marketed directly against Pabst Blue Ribbon as being the working class blue collar beer. And oh, I don't know wow. if you ever heard that song where it's like rednecks, white socks and blue ribbon beer. Have you ever heard that song? It's no, like an but old country song. I guess my like, question would be, uh, what happened to Pabst in the last you know twenty years to where they've they've they're not considered like the you know the the white collar beer anymore? They're no, like no, it's like hipsters, hipsters. like like cla- like I'm not gonna say classy, but like hipsters and like. You know, like kind of like the emo crowd, like the pop punk crowd, even yeah. slips those down. I mean, it's like I mean, I'm not saying that any, you know, anybody. I like can, all that stuff. I, I'm not judging anyone, honestly. And, here, and anybody know. can grab a, a damn beer, whatever beer they want, but it just it just so happens that you generally see the you know the Pabst in the hands of uh, you know an artist or a younger you right. know like a hip you know generation, not. You know, I remember like I think it was like early 2000s. It was even adapted into like the uh, hot rod culture. So I think that kind of helped it take off, too, you know, yeah. and kind of that um, not necessarily blue collar, but kind of that outside the normal kind of your outsider. And it was kind of like labeled as that. So now it's become kind of the outsider beer for, you know, hot rods, hipsters, yeah. pop punk, punk rock, and rock my, and roll, you know, my how it has changed. Yeah, definitely. But it'll continue to be a, a decent beer even today. Um, if you get a chance, go and grab a blast. I actually just had some recently. It's pretty tasty. And uh, we just wanted to bring light to just another one of our great brewers in our state. I mean, 
one of these days we'll do one on Frederick Miller, but a little funny story about uh, Miller Park there. Uh, me and my co-host here went to uh, go film a uh, little promo. Well, yeah, and we were at the Miller campus. Yes, we were on the Miller campus, and uh, we didn't last about five minutes till we uh, got security on us. Yeah, yeah, so, they were. And in light I of, understand. In I light mean, of, you know, more recent events there with the employee that, you know, uh, went crazy for sure. I just think that they're trying to play it more safe but we were right in front of the visitor center yeah, we, we didn't really do anything that would like cause alarm i don't think and it wasn't during uh, a weekday it was a sunday and and we were trying to just get out there and uh uh record a really quick you know for those of you who have seen the the promo video that we shot i mean each location was only a small little maybe right. 10 15 second thing so you know the the setup operation just took a little longer and they they didn't appreciate it. But yeah, definitely that's going to conclude our episode, but stay tuned we will do a Frederick Miller episode at some point. So definitely stay tuned, but we got way more for you so keep keep an ear on. All right. Now on to the music segment. Woo. We've got a uh, a pretty cool uh band. They're uh pop punk punk uh and then they do they play shows around Milwaukee. They've uh recently played a show um more recently played a show like in Watertown at a bar. Uh, these are the Golden Grenades. Uh, the song is Why Can't Johnny Just Dance? This thing will get you grooving. Check them out. They do have a Facebook, uh, the, the, the the SoundCloud, all of the different things, or the, the band camp. They're all over the place. Uh, so wherever you can reach out to them, get their music, see where they're playing, because soon with the vaccine, we're going to get some uh, some real live right music shows. So this again is the Golden Grenades. Why can't Johnny just dance? Johnny just 
All right. That again was the Golden Grenades. Why can't Johnny just dance? That guy's just got to dance, yeah, right? That girl can sing. That sounds amazing, man. They rip, I, dude. Yeah, we got to check out more of their stuff. They definitely absolutely rip. check them out. Yeah. So, hey, definitely go to their Facebook page. Make sure to, to sort of monitor where they're going to be playing and, and what sort of things they got going on. Uh, 2021 is kind of going to be one of those just check and see. Uh, you know, right, right. nothing, nothing that's scheduled right now is absolutely certain. So we'll, we'll get there and eventually we'll, we'll have something going, but, uh, um, onto our brew review. I mean, oh yeah, we got a cool one today. Yeah. This is uh Hillsboro beer. It looks like we've got the, what are these? Like the lions? Yeah. Those are some like regal lions. Yeah. And then the state of Wisconsin in between a couple it's... regal lions trying to jay it off or something. It's weird. It looks cool though. <laughs> jade off that's awesome no like it looks like you're about to like get knighted and you gotta like fight somebody or something for this beer like i need a, I need to pull a sword out and just wax someone yeah with, with a sword to like fight for this thing but uh this is a cream ale and it's actually brewed and uh bottle or canned by the uh, potosi brewing company who we've had on the show previously awesome yeah. awesome people and it, yeah, it's really good. It's one of those cream ales. It's it's four point nine percent alcohol by volume, so you could probably drink this one and have a few and not get too uh, schnocky and like falling over and uh, going ass over tea kettle. Um, Holy shit! What did you just say? Ass over tea kettle. That sounds hot. Yeah, you. My grandma used to say that all the time. I don't know. That's weird. Ass over tea that kettle. Sounds... Like you got to really think about it. Like ass over tea kettle. You got to think about it. It's like kind of like, sounds like somebody's getting yeah, bent yeah. over a tea kettle. This one, I, to get one of these, I'd bend someone over a tea kettle. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's pretty tasty. It's definitely that cream is coming through. I'm getting a hint of vanilla and almost a coffee flavor out of it a little bit. Yeah, it's definitely a smooth, luscious, quaffable ale. Yeah, it's it's very smooth. It's it's highly drinkable, especially we got these things cold right now. These are just really making my day. Um, but I'm going to read out the can just so you can kind of see. that. So the can is like... Almost like a 70s yellow, I would say. Do you agree? Like almost yeah. like a, like if you were to see a furniture in the 70s, it'd be like this colored yellow. But there's two lions surrounding the state. They're actually red. And it says this, this uh, Hillsboro beer was actually established in 2022. I'm going to just throw that out there. But I'm going to read off the can, yeah. you know, just so you can kind of get like a little summary of what's going on here. Awesome. Don't settle for an ordinary beer when you can enjoy the best. Brewed right here in the great state of Wisconsin. Hard work and honesty in every can. Hops take a back seat in the smooth, luscious, quaffable air, brewed with Madagascar vanilla, which I, it's coming through heavy for me. That tastes so good. This cream ale will have you leaping for more. Leaping, baby. Lambo I'm leaping. leaping. I'm, I'm Lambo leaping right now. I like over it. this table. You, I mean, you, you know, I'm not really necessarily a uh, just a standard like ale fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. What four point? What is this? Four point nine. Four point nine. I mean. It tastes great. I I I really like so this beer, like after you had like a, a big dinner, this would be like just a great after dinner beer. It's yeah. literally like a dessert. It tastes like you the vanilla is coming through very strong and I like it. It's I know not, some people don't like sweeter beers, but this one is actually pretty good. It's it seems maybe a slightly undercarbonated uh, and you're not getting hops compared exactly. You're not getting hops. It's, there's not a lot and of bitter, if any bitter at all. Maybe that's part of what the the difference is for me is that I'm I'm more used to uh, getting that vibe 
from the beers that we drink is very hoppy, very, very carbonated, bitter, very carbonated. Yeah, this one's a very lightly carbonated. Like you, I mean, if you, you can even look down right now at the liquid, and there's barely any bubbles in it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 very lightly. It's, but it's almost like a vanilla soda. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to be like. No, it's this not like a, a cream, it's not like a cream soda, but there's definitely that vanilla cream flavor you're getting yes. up front, but you still got the beer, like the yeah. malty beer. I don't know. I I really like this. Eric, where did you uh, pick this one up at? I have never seen this one myself. So I found it at Festival Foods. Uh, we've been shopping there a lot more recently, and they have uh, very similar to uh, the the other liquor stores around here. Uh, uh, Total Wine and, and, you know, Ray's and all these other things. Ray! <laughs> Ray! Ray! <laughs> they, uh, they have a lot of Wisconsin variety beers that, you know, you just don't find necessarily at, like, a Walmart or even at, like, Quick Trip. Quick, you know, they, they've sort of narrowed their narrowed down to what people buy and that's you know because they don't have a giant liquor selection i mean maybe there's one or two craft beers but i mean the most crafty it gets is like uh guinness you know like that's crafty they have carbon four i mean it's weird because it's a hit or miss when you go to walmart though you don't know what you're gonna they don't have anything at walmart barely anything you've got your normal bush uh miller bud i mean sometimes they'll have like a couple lakefronts or maybe a sprackers here like hidden in there but it's not like they're but like lakefront you know your your normal good lakefront uh beers not any of the seasonal stuff right right or not yeah i didn't mean good lakefront all lakefront beers (laughs) are great but what i meant was uh the the seasonal ones you get all the ones that are year round um but though i mean again they just don't they don't necessarily carry because that's not their crowd. Their crowd is right. there to buy a case of Bush Light and uh, or a Bud Light or a Miller Light, and they're just gonna you know take a thirty rack home and polish it off. And that's what I really like about Woodman's and uh, Festival is they actually have a Wisconsin beer section. So for like our podcast, it makes it a lot easier to find a new beer when it's released. They always yeah. have seasonals, new releases, big bottles, tall bottles. I mean, you're not gonna get like super special. You're gonna have to actually go to like. A specialty store, probably Total Wine. I know for Total me, Total Wine has has a lot more, but it's also uh, it it is hit or miss in what you because we've reviewed a ton of beers at this point. We're we're seeing the same ones on the shelf. Oh, so for sure. To find this like Hillsboro, uh, which uh, like we said, it was established in 2020, so that's the reason why we're finding it. Uh, you know, because it's uh, it stands out to me because I've never heard of it. Yeah, but I, I if 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 you see this one on the shelf, like if you go to festival and see this, please pick it up. You know, give us some feedback too, because we just want to know your thoughts. It's not your typical hoppy beer. It's yeah. it's more of a malty dessert beer. Yeah. So let us know what you think. And and, and again, it's a great flavor. All right, now on to our how many locals you have. Yeah. This one is uh, another one of those fantastic uh, high numbers. Uh, Repeat offender. Ooh. Uh, uh. So let's uh, let's dive right in here. A Madison man uh, found allegedly driving drunk in a ditch. Oh wow! Posted a one thousand dollar cash bond on Friday in Sauk County. Uh, this individual, who's thirty seven, let's take the age into uh, you know uh, okay, account yep. here. He faces felony charges of sixth offense OWI, uh, driving while intoxicated and driving with a prohibited alcohol content with a, uh, a sixth offense. You're, you're, you have a, a, a alcohol content, uh, 
a legal alcohol uh, concentration lower than everybody else. So that's what the prohibited alcohol content is. His is 0.02, not Holy 0.08. Crap. Yeah, so it's not even a beer. Exactly. So uh, according to the uh, criminal complaint, uh, the Salt County Sheriff's de- uh, deputy uh, found this individual in a southbound ditch around midnight on August 28th along State Highway 23 near Highland Road in the town of Westfield. The deputy saw a vehicle with its lights on driving slowly along the ditch, driving in the opposite direction of traffic, which is always a good thing. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Man, it's... It, I mean, come on, dude. He invented his own lane, dude. Yeah. Let's just be honest here. I'm going <laughs> to get what? in the right, the furthest right lane possible <laughs> yeah. on going the opposite direction. Every so. other lane goes in a different direction, don't you know? <laughs> And also including the ditches. Those are lanes. <laughs> so when the officer uh, shined a spotlight, uh, according to the complaint, this individual turned off his headlights. He's trying to escape, but um, doing a terrible job here. That would be like me trying to hide from, I don't know, like my wife. And she sees me, and then I just put a blanket over me, and I say, <laughs> cloak of uh, invisibility, right? <laughs> this guy's a an idiot. I made a cardboard box and your fucking asses and legs are sticking out. <laughs> you can see my butt crack. Yeah, right. And I'm You're still, not getting yeah. away, buddy. Sorry. So he turned off his headlights. So now he's not even Ooh, visible. Invisible. Nice. He cloaked uh, himself. Definitely. Predatory technology. Predatory That's for loco thinking right there. Get to the job. Oh, no. they spotted me. I better turn off my lights. <laughs> uh, according to the complaint, when the officer moved toward the vehicle, he could see tall grass moving but did not see the suspect until he got out of the driver's side of the car and walked up to the shoulder of the highway. Oh, my God. So the individual allegedly told the deputy that he was driving to a friend's house when he swerved to avoid a deer and ended up in the ditch. According to the complaint, this individual also admitted to drinking beer while spending time at that friend's house in Reedsburg. I thought he was driving to a friend's house. But he was at a friend's house and, he's and he driving, had beer. Right, right. Now he swerved to hit to not hit a deer, and let's just be honest. He's drunk here. Yeah. Oh. I mean, so let's a, be honest. A breath test. We do have okay. this. Oh, nice. We so got remember some really he's good thirty-seven years old. Yep. He's at a sixth uh, offense. So that yep, means so he has some he has some tolerance. And and he is his legal is point oh two. What did he hit? Breath test was. Point one two six. Holy smoke! Far and above the legal limit for him, and he's way past the legal limit for any other normal twenty-one year old. <laughs> the, um, cen- the center line doesn't even look like the center line. It's like swerving all over. No, cross-eyed. Dude, he, it's a squiggly it's like, fucking yeah, line at this point. So uh, he was arrested right at right at the you know he, he failed sobriety tests. He failed obviously the uh, alcohol uh, breath test. So he he went directly to jail. Uh, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Yeah. Uh, so he was convicted uh, of the OWI and the um, prohibited alcohol concentration, all that stuff. Um, let's go ahead and, oh, by the way, just so everybody's clear, uh, this individual could spend uh, up to 20 years oh, in prison man. and fines up to $50,000. So he pretty much ruined his life in one night, man. I mean, oh, he's yeah. having a good time. I mean, he uh, he could also have his driver's license permanently revoked with the stipulation that he would be allowed to reapply again. He wouldn't get it back. Right. He would reapply 
in ten years. I'm just I'm just doing some math. He's in my thirty-seven. Head here. So thirty-seven in 10 years. And, and, and oh, here's the he's, thing. Let's he's say he's gonna, convicted he, for twenty. Right now it's twenty years. Yeah. For so sure. when he's fifty-seven years old, he might be able to reapply to get his license back. Maybe he better get a sweet Trek bike or something because he's gonna be oh. 100%. Pedaling for a long time now. So. He's going to want to invest uh, heavily in Uber because he's going to be taking it oh, yeah. a lot. Let's uh, let's review a few of the really quick facts. Sure. 37 years old. Yep. He is a sixth offender. This man blew a point one two six. Okay. Uh, he's in the ditch. His story is all over the fucking place. You know, the fact that he is a veteran means he can handle more liquor. So I, I'm just going to throw my loco out right now. Yeah. I'm guessing a 16 loco. So four, four cans, cans. Four cans of loco. What about you? I agree. I think, I, I think 16 loco is a good choice on this guy. I think without hesitation, I knew it was somewhere in the high double digits. Of For sure. That 16 to 20 range. I was going to say 20, but at the same time, he's a veteran. And he, you wa- know? he, wa- he got out of the car. He walked right, up to the Right, and he's still thing. somewhat normal, but his he's still... His story is stupid as hell. Oh, yeah. He right. turned off his headlights in order to try to be invisible. <laughs> he's moving like a gazelle through the grass. You know? I'm, I'm willing to uh, settle on the fact that this is a 16. He's still somewhat uh, coherent. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, he's, it is what it is, right? Should we sound the gavel? 16 loco. All right. Today we're here with Tim from low daily in Burlington, Wisconsin. How you doing, Tim? Pretty good. Yourself? Not too bad. Yeah, Not bad at all. So we just wanted to get a little uh, information about low daily, how you guys got started and a little bit of information about the brewery. Sure thing. So we, uh, we opened up here in Burlington. Uh, let's see. September 18th was our, grand opening. Uh, my wife and I moved back here uh, last fall to get this project started after um, for being in Portland, Oregon for a couple years. I was brewing at Ecliptic Brewing there for a couple years. Uh, before that, we were in San Diego. I was brewing at Carl Strauss. Oh, I've actually been there. That's a cool place. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that was the first, uh, my first brewing job started on the bottling line. Uh, ended up in the cellar and then uh, eventually brewer. And uh, it was a great, great place to uh, kind of cut my teeth and learn the trade. Awesome. Yeah, I know. We we, uh, we kind of grew up in the Elkhorn area. I was actually about five minutes outside of Burlington. I wish you guys were there when uh, I hit 21. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Better late than never, I guess. Yeah, right. So we wanted to know, um, is there any brews you recommend us giving a shot at Low Daily? Yeah, um, let's see. Our most popular right now is probably the uh, Cowboy Cowboy, or my hazy IPA. With, uh, what do we got in there? We got Citra Mosaic and El Dorado. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, my Vienna Lager. And let's see, just a couple of days ago, I put on uh, kind of a Christmassy beer. It's um, called Winter Hat. Uh, it's a, a lager that was partially soured in the kettle. Uh, with the mulling spices, and uh, finish it off with some cranberry. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds phenomenal. Yeah. So Yeah, and we were going to ask, too, um, so we haven't had a chance to actually go there, um, but a lot of our fans have been requesting you guys come on. It's kind of one of the newer breweries to pop up. Um, I know with COVID, things have been weird, but are are you guys doing any events or any trivia or anything? No, we uh, 
a few weeks back we we switched to for uh, pickup only so we don't have any seating in the tap room um and it'll it'll probably stay that way for and eh, it'll probably be a few months yeah definitely and and we're we're sort of nearing the 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 end if you will there's definitely like uh uh, a light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. So it's definitely good, you know, play it safe at least for the next couple months, you know, before we all get vaccinated and stuff. Yeah. And we, uh, you know, luckily we had a, a pretty mild fall. And so we had a couple months of, of decent weather for, uh, outdoor seating. Um, we got a pretty big, uh, base out behind the building. Awesome. Um, so that was, that was very nice to have. And then, uh, you know, the weather started to turn and, and, uh, didn't feel great about having people in the tap room. So we decided to just kind of simplify everything. And, and right now we're just selling, selling in, uh, 32 ounce crawlers and, um, and growlers. And we're going to start, uh, slinging some 16 ounce cans and four packs and stuff like that. Awesome. Yeah, that'll be great. I'll definitely, uh, I live closer. Uh, I'm in Muskego here, and uh, I definitely will stop by and do some sort of a pickup order, uh, and then then we can definitely review some beers on here as well. Awesome. Yeah. So, Tim, before we let you go, we always ask our uh, guests a few questions to find out how Wisconsin you are. And this one might be interesting because it sounds like you've been all over the United States. So we'll see if you've done these Wisco things. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we'll we'll see. I was born and raised here, but uh, you know, before moving back, I was I was out of the state for oh about ten years. So I'm a little nervous right now. We'll see what yeah, happens. How I do. So the first question we got: uh, What do you consider to be up north, Wisconsin? Oh geez, um, it's a tough one. Yeah, up north, Wisconsin. Man. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I always I, don't even know. I always set the low ball. <laughs> my initial <laughs> my initial go to was always anything north of the Dells. And I uh I I, I definitely have been told I'm wrong on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Man, I don't have I don't have a good answer for that. And that's okay. It's it's I'm I'm kind of a little further up north. I always go to uh highway eight, which is like around Rhinelander yeah. area, okay. I guess. All right, next question. Have you ever milked a cow? Um, yes, I have. Did as you do a, it uh, as a young child? Did you ever do it by hand? Uh, yes. Extra points. Yeah, hey. Extra points, Tim. I never <laughs> have. <laughs> I've definitely had my fair share. <laughs> have you have you ever tailgated at a Brewers, Packers, or a Badgers game? Oh, uh, all three, not at the same time. The trifecta. Hey, the trifecta. You, there you go. You it. Awesome. That would have been extra, extra points if you did it all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you ever been to Summerfest, and do you have a favorite band? Um. Yes, I've been to Summerfest. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. This has been a long time since I've been to Summerfest. Yeah, definitely. Um, favorite show. Yeah, nothing's coming to mind. Yeah, no, and there's always those those uh, reoccurring ones that happen just about every year, like right. OAR and Third Eye Blind and stuff that we yeah. always go see. But, 
you know, there's been so many different bands that have performed there over the years, and we've all uh, we've all probably visited multiple times to Summerfest. So, and I I think uh, there was one year that Outcast was playing, and I didn't yeah. go, and and I regret that. Yes. So we uh, at least we have this. He did not like Outcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I got another question for you. Um, is there do you make beer brats, and is there a, a low daily beer we should try with uh, beer brats? Ooh, um, let's see. Good beer for uh, simmering abroad, and probably the banjo Kolsch. Oh, nice! Yeah, Kolsch. yeah, we'll have to give that a sh- Kolsch's are always a good choice for yeah. brats, honestly. Yep. All right, next question yep. I got. Um, have you ever been to a supper club, and do you have a, a memorable one that you want to recommend? You know what? I don't I don't think I have. Maybe as a as a kid, you know, if yeah. my folks brought me to one, um, I'm sure they did, and, but I don't have any strong memories of one. Yeah, definitely. And there's there's so many that aren't even – that don't say supper club in the name, so they, they may yeah. be considered one or there's, you know, the map of all the ones that exist. It may have been on that, but, you know, you wouldn't have maybe even known. That's very possible. Next question I got for you. We got two more for you. Have you ever hit a deer? Um, Not while I was driving a car. I was a passenger in a car. And uh, the deer ran across the the highway, and we clipped its back yeah. legs. That and that's <laughs> it's a memorable experience. You you kind of don't forget, uh, you know, whether you're the driver or the passenger, what what's happening when when that when that goes on. Yeah, I have had a number of uh, close calls. Oh yeah. All right. Like t- most people, most people have had yeah. close calls. Here. Yeah. All right, Tim, I got one more before we let you go today, and we really appreciate your time. Um, other than of Low course. Daily, do you have a brewery? It doesn't have to be in Wisconsin that you recommend people go and check out. Um, oh, let's see. There's there's quite a bit, but the first that comes to mind is uh, Gathering Place in Milwaukee. Yeah. They're pushing out some really good beers. Awesome. Yeah, yeah they're definitely one of those ones that, I mean, in Milwaukee's just – filled with you know the 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 craft beer and, and micro brews and stuff but gathering place always seems to be putting out a, a a really decent product at all times yeah yeah very very consistently good we got to get them on the show actually it'd be yeah. really cool to have those guys on here definitely so. and and honestly we would love to uh once you know everything's safe and we can get together uh we would love to come and talk beer with you right there in burlington um so, you know, we'll we'll try to arrange something with you as soon as it's safe, and we'll bring you a couple of can koozies, too, with our logo on it. Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome, Looking forward Tim. to it. Thank you so much for your time yeah, today. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me on. All right. Have a good rest of your Sunday. All right. You, too. All Take right. Care. Bye. All right. Bye. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, 
watch out for deer on your way home.